0: It doesn't need to be Christmas to have a good Christmas story. This is a true story about my husband's family. When Jim was a little boy, it starts out with Jim's mom and dad, Dorothy and Oscar. They managed a bowling alley back in the 1950s. There were five boys. Sam was 10, Oscar was 8, Jack was four and a half, Jim was 2, and Jerry was 9 months old. Now, Dad and Mom ran the bowling alley. Mom was the short-order cook, and Dad took care of anything that needed to be done around the place. There was a nice-sized apartment upstairs that was big enough for everyone. Now, Sam and Oscar needed to get home from school as fast as they could so that they could help out in the bowling alley. Their job was to set up the pins and get the bowling balls back to the bowlers as quickly as they could. Now we have machines that do that. There were boys from the high school that would come over in the evenings to do it, but after school it was up to Oscar and it was up to Sam. Dorothy spent her day in the kitchen. She had the two youngest in a playpen, and Jack would be at the table drawing or playing with toys. Jim's father loved to bowl. In fact, he was a left-handed bowler. His whole team were lefties. In fact, they were in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the only all-left-handed team in the whole wide world. Things were going well, or as well as things go when you have a big family of boys, when in October of that year... Jim's father got very, very ill and passed away. He was there one day and he was gone the next. Dorothy said that the only thing that Oscar left her was a pile of bills. Soon after Oscar's death, social services came to Dorothy's house. They were concerned. They were concerned that Dorothy wouldn't be able to take care of five boys on her own with a limited income. The suggestion was that the boys go into foster care with the younger three possibly being put up for adoption. The bowling alley's owner would have let Dorothy stay there as long as she needed to, but Dorothy started looking around right away for another place for the family to live. They'd been living in Belleville, Illinois. She was able to find a little tiny farm Three acres with a house in the middle that was not too far away from town, but it definitely would be out of the watchful eye of social services. And the cost was only going to be $35 a month. She moved almost immediately to a little tiny house in the middle of a cornfield. It had three bedrooms, a living room, a kitchen, a family room, and a utility room. There was no bathroom. In the middle of the house was an oil-burning stove that kept everything pretty warm. Now, the bathroom was out in the chicken coop. In fact, if you needed to go to the bathroom, you had to go scare the chickens out of the Outhouse before you could use it. Every Sunday night, they'd get out the great big galvanized steel tub and put it in the kitchen. Mom would heat up the water on the stove, and each child would get a turn taking a bath the oldest first and the youngest last. Next to the house was a train station. It was Wrenchler Station. The train would stop there on the way into Belleville, Illinois. The tiny town of Shiloh was just a few miles down the road, and whenever Mom needed anything, she'd send Sam and Oscar down the road to get it. She would even barter eggs for things she needed. Just after they moved into the house, Mom sat the boys down, and she looked at Sam and Oscar And she said, if we're going to keep this family together, we're all going to have to work together. That meant Mom would start working right away in town. In fact, Mom found a job at the truck stop right off of the interstate. Dorothy would leave something good on the stove. The boys would come straight home from school. They would take care of Jack and Jim and Jerry. "'until Mom got home late in the evening. "'Sam was having a very difficult time "'with his father's death, "'so he didn't do as much as he should have, "'and Oscar felt like he was doing "'the lion's share of the work. "'The boys would often fight about this, "'but Dorothy had a way of taking care of things. "'She would have them put on some gloves, "'duke it out. "'Oscar'd fall to the floor.' Sam'd think he'd won, then Oscar'd start laughing, which infuriated Sam. Mom drove a two tone gray nineteen fifty two DeSoto every day to work. She soon knew every truck driver by name, and they all adored Dorothy. One day in mid December, as Dorothy was coming in to work, Her car went into a great big pothole. Now, the men inside and the manager saw what had happened, and Dorothy wasn't able to get out of the pothole on her own. So the men all came out and helped lift the car out of the pothole. The manager looked at Dorothy's tires, and he said, Your tires are bald. You cannot be driving around on those tires, especially with your boys in the car. Well, Dorothy looked at him and said, I certainly don't have any money for tires. The truckers heard her say this, and as soon as they got inside, they started passing the plate. By the end of the evening, there was plenty of money for new tires. The very next day when Dorothy got into work, the store's manager told her he was taking the car to get her some new tires. Dorothy knew she didn't have any money for that, and she knew too that she'd be paying for those tires for a very, very long time, but she let him take the car. After the manager got the tires on the car, found he had plenty of money left over. So he went to the toy store and got some toys for the boys for Christmas. Then he went to a clothing store and got new clothes for the boys, which included coats and boots and gloves. Then he went to the grocery store and got everything Dorothy would need for the holidays. When he got that car back to Dorothy, she was absolutely overwhelmed. She had envisioned a Christmas where they had absolutely nothing and now because of the kindness of these men she was going to have a Christmas with her boys. Over the next week they got ready for Christmas. Mom baked and the boys decorated a small tree with ornaments they had made themselves. Then on Christmas Eve, as the boys were getting ready for bed, a knock came at the front door. Oscar and Sam ran to see who could possibly be there. When they opened that door, there were four of the biggest Marines the boys had ever seen in their life. Oscar says they were at least 11 or 12 feet high. Now, these Marines started bringing in bags and bags of groceries. Mom had a huge kitchen table. It had two leafs in it so everyone could sit around it at the same time. The Marines brought in bag after bag of groceries until the whole table was filled. And the last thing they brought in was a huge box of oranges. The boys had never seen so many oranges in their life, and they were absolutely thrilled. Then the Marines had the boys sit on the couch in the living room. One of the Marines went outside, and when he came back in, he had a Santa bag that went all the way from his shoulder down to the ground. He reached into the Santa bag and the first thing he pulled out was an airplane for Sam. Sam loved airplanes. Then he pulled out a train for Oscar and a truck for Jim. Oscar immediately traded the truck for the train because he knew that trains were Jim's very favorite thing. Oscar remembers looking up and seeing his mother silently crying in the corner of the room. The very next day was Dorothy's birthday. She got up early and started cooking as the boys played with their new toys. They all missed their dad, but at least they were all together. The day after Christmas, Dorothy and the boys baked cookies, took them into town, and made sure to give the cookies to the Marines and give them a big thank you. What could have been a terrible Christmas for the family turned into an incredibly sweet Christmas because of the kindness of others.